Hi, and welcome to Grace by Rain, a podcast about the beauty in life. I'm your host, Elaine Shercliffe. <clears throat> welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this week's episode has a bit of a different tone than some of my past ones. This episode is titled The Beauty in the Deshaun Watson Incident. Now, I know what people are thinking. Um, What beauty can we take from this? The beauty that I take from this situation is knowing who I want to surround myself with, who I want to be associated with, and what kind of person I would like to continue to be or grow into being as both a run-of-the-mill, just-your-average person, but also as a journalist. I came to a lot of these conclusions while listening to the newest episode of That's What B Said. They are a Cleveland sports podcast, mainly focused on the Browns. Three beautiful, wonderful women, Brittany, Bree, and Meredith. Meredith, who was actually on this show um, a few months ago. And they made a lot of good points. They pointed out a lot of things. I suggest, um, I suggest taking the time to listen to that episode and listen. Listen once without trying to come up with a response. Listen without judgment, without feeling like you're being judged. Just listen to the words they are saying and how they are saying those words. And then you can listen to it again and you can come up with counter arguments if you want. You can come up with some sort of debate if you want. I don't think it would be fair to try and debate these women if you have never really spoken to them before. But listen, 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 listen to what they have to say. So for me, I I learned that I do surround myself with a lot of positive people who take a stand for things, even if no one else cares, even if no one else is listening. So huge, huge shout out to my friend, John, who took my lead and packed up all of his Browns gear. Um... He even took it one step further and unfollowed all of the beat reporters for the Browns. Um, I unfortunately don't know how many of them I can unfollow due to the fact that I do work with some um, who also cover the monsters. 
but that's still up to debate for me, right? Like I still have not officially decided um, if I'm going to continue to follow them because I don't know if I want to read everything about the Browns as it comes in. Maybe I just mute Browns and everything having to do with the Browns. Um, but I did realize that there are people in my life. The beauty for me was seeing also the people in my life like John, the men in my life like John, who their immediate reactions were not, let's look at it from the business side. Um, let's separate the player from like the sport from the person. John's response was, this really isn't that right, especially after the Browns emphatically went after, went after him and gave him big money and guaranteed money. And that right there shows that you, you back, that you're gonna have that person's back no matter what. That you automatically believe him over those 22 women. Because you are doubling down, doubling down. And there were so many things I saw. Um, the amount of people who are quick to believe one person over 22, um, it is so rare for there to be 22 women who experience something similar with a man and it all be a lie. Um, the amount of people who automatically wanna say that all the women are lying and then throw in innocent until proven guilty as proof for why they're lying or as a backup to say they're lying unless otherwise proven. Okay, no, it's, no, that's not, that's a very basic way of viewing it. That's not, that's not at all. And from a legal standpoint, that's not 100% correct either. Um, and then someone saying, well, did you talk to all 22 women? I didn't. You know what? I read some of their stuff in Sports Illustrated. Um, we, we've read things that have come out. But do you know Watson? So why is it okay for you to quickly be on his side and us to not be on his side? Why is that okay? I am now happy with the knowledge of knowing how many people who spent all these years saying racism doesn't exist in the NFL. There are no black coaches. There are not a, a good amount of black coaches because they're just not good at coaching. Racism isn't a thing. It's not as bad as you think. Who are all of a sudden saying that 
he was traded because he was black and because it is racist. All because that owner is racist for the Texans. And you know what? That just means you want one villain and there can be two. There can be more than one or two villains in a scenario and you, because nobody is perfect, okay? No one is perfect. And I'm not saying that we all need to be perfect, but for people who all of a sudden want to decide that racism exists, like it, it blows my mind. There's beauty in now knowing that there are people out there who say things like, oh, it's just lewd acts. It's just minor, minor sexual assault. Those people, I will not be surrounding myself with anymore. Those people are not invited into my life. The beauty of this situation is now knowing who I probably wouldn't be safe around. Who if somebody air quotes, minorly assaulted me, sexually assaulted me at a bar, wouldn't do anything about it. Someone grabbing my butt without my permission that I don't know, or even that I do know, that is sexual assault. And it's minor, as you would say. And that happens to me a lot because I have a big butt. But I do not often get for me people permission to touch it. And yet they do. A lot. And people don't stop them. <laughs> it doesn't... <clears throat> It, consent matters, okay? No matter how big or small, and on next week's episode, I'm going to discuss the beauty of consent. Um, thanks to some of the things that uh, Brie pointed out on, that's what B said, but also how my parents, especially my mom, raised me as a child about consent. But to hear men that I surround myself with, or women that I surround myself with, who said things like, oh, it's just lewd acts. It's just minor sexual assault. I now know that I am not 100% safe. I'm not 90% safe. That something were to happen to me like that, the likeliness that they would step in and protect me is very slim because of how they view it. And so maybe my circle gets smaller and that's okay. That is more than okay. And this one is interesting and it, it always comes up. So I guess it's not a shock is 
how many people view morals as what is legal, not what is right. So in 2006, 2007, um, I went to Ohio University. I was supposed to meet someone there and they kind of bailed on me and um, my phone got dropped in a puddle and it broke. And so I couldn't get a hold of them, couldn't get a hold of my mom, couldn't get a hold of anyone. Uh, and I sat on their front porch and the roommate came home. His name is Chad. And I don't even know what we were talking about, but he said this to me. He said that to me about morals and legality. And he was drunk and I was crying. He said it and it stuck with me. He said, the sad thing today is people view morals as what is legal and not what is right. And it changed me completely, okay? I was one of those people who was always like, well, it's the law. Or you know, legally, they're innocent, so they must be, or legally, you know, it says this, so we must, we must follow it. But it doesn't always match up morally. And just because the court cleared him because of, there wasn't evidence, there, <clears throat> there wasn't enough evidence, or it didn't fit under the scope of the law for those specific charges. Everyone's thinking, okay, well, morally, he must be completely innocent. And I will say, when it came to the law for a long time, I thought that's how it worked, right? We all do. And then I got to experience someone I love being murdered, being shot multiple times in, in, in cold blood. And that person did, was considered not guilty based on the charges that were filed and what the letter of the law said. But that doesn't mean that he was clear and innocent. That doesn't mean that he didn't shoot someone. That didn't mean that he didn't murder someone. He just didn't murder someone under those rules, okay? That's what we have to understand. That situation in itself just flipped me because I was always one of those the law says this, and the justice system is always correct. And it is kind of a checks and balances with the justice system. It's supposed to be neutral and unbiased. And that's not always true. That's not always how it happens. And even though the laws are written a certain way or there's certain parameters, it does not mean 
that because someone was not guilty on a criminal level does not mean at all that they are completely innocent for everything, okay? This doesn't just happen with sexual assault. It happens with everything, everything, okay? And there's so many people who want to cling to that. And I didn't realize how many people want to cling to that. And I also surround myself with the people who cling to that because a lot of it is people just not understanding how the law works and that the law is not the end all be all. And just because you go free just because you are not guilty in their eyes does not mean <laughs> that you did nothing wrong. It does not mean that people were lying. It just means there wasn't enough proof under that specific charge. You know, like I was saying about the murder is murder one and murder two have different parameters under, under which the law works. So for the same crime, a person who committed the same crime, they're charged under murder one, they may be not guilty, but they might be guilty under murder two. The legal system is complicated. There are rules within it. It's not just, we're gonna charge you because of this. You have to prove this, this, and this, and you have to prove so much stuff. And, and with, with sexual assault, it's, it is really hard to prove it. And they break it down on, um, that's what B said, way better than I'm gonna be able to explain that um, coherently. And so the beauty in this thus far for me is who I wanna surround myself with. And are some of these people worth having in my life, if we can work together, if we can talk about it, yes. If, if we can, if, it, if they can be good dialogue, if I know that they will have my back, something like this happened to me or my family. But it's also beautiful knowing that people showed who they are. Some of those people were even super neutral. And in a situation like this, I don't know how neutral I want people to be. I want a lawyer going in or like a judge. I want them to be very neutral. You know? And keeping that in mind too, you know, a lot of, 
people came to me and said things like athletes aren't moral role models and they shouldn't be. We all can argue about that. I have thoughts about that. Like you shouldn't have to be, but you are in the public's eye and you're going to be someone's role model. There is that added pressure. Um, no one really asks to be a role model. There are very few people who ask to be a role model for thousands of people and children, but it happens that way. Um, because we so badly want someone to look up to, right? That we can connect with. And, you know, I personally, I want the teams that I root for and the teams I cover to become the best versions of themselves. I want them to be the best versions of themselves on and off the field, on and off the ice, on and off the court. I want to be proud to cover a team. I want to be proud to root for a team. You know, I'm very proud to cover the Cleveland Monsters, the Grand Rapids Griffins, the Chicago Wolves, and the Milwaukee Admirals. Not just because of the product on the ice, but because of what they do off the ice. I'm very proud of it. Okay. And when it comes to the Browns, I want to be proud of them. I've loved them my whole life. I know people are imperfect, but I want everyone to strive to be a better version of themselves. And the Browns and the NFL are not doing that. Someone mentioned Kareem Hunt. Maybe I should have pulled away from the Browns when they signed him. Guess what? I did. I did. I pulled away when I saw the video of him kicking someone. I wasn't proud of that. But... They began to come back because they worked with him. He's worked on it. He had remorse. He went to both anger and alcohol counseling. He's trying to be better. Okay. Also, the Browns didn't offer him the largest contract in history. They didn't give him I guarantee, okay? They showed that they were going to let him prove himself on and off the field before they offered him anything, anything that was substantial. And Deshaun Watson has not played in a season, okay? And he still has 22 civil cases against him. And they offered him the largest contract for quarterbacks with guarantees. There's no accountability. There's no remorse. Um, 
nothing, nothing. Some of the things that I've read from the Sports Illustrated interviews with some of the women who put forth these um, accusations of sexual assault and lewd conduct. If you look at even the law legally, it's gonna be really hard to get any sort of conviction because there's no photo proof. A lot of it is the he said, she said kind of thing. But when that many women are saying that and you're throwing the biggest contract ever at him with guarantee, You're saying that even if it's the truth, it doesn't matter. You're saying before you know the final outcomes, it doesn't matter. He's too good to pass up. People want to say it's a business. This is how it's always been. Well, Good business would mean making sure that you aren't alienating a good chunk of your fan base. Good business is making sure that all the women or even men or anyone that comes in contact with this person isn't completely alienated and feels safe. And you want them to feel safe And saying it's business means you want to separate the player, the person, the player, and the, the athlete, the player. You want to separate the person from the athlete. And, and I have, I've heard many people say, let's, let's take the person out of this argument. Let's break down just the sports side. Let's just separate the two. Um, Let's kind of not talk about it. Well, then I challenge you to separate every athlete from them as the person. I challenge you to only talk about their on the field, on the court, on the ice productivity. I challenge you not to talk about their foundation. I challenge you not to talk about their family life. I challenge you not to talk about whether they're vaccinated or not, what their political beliefs are, what their religion is, whether they are gay or straight. If people want to so badly separate Deshaun Watson, the person, from Deshaun Watson, the athlete, then we need to do that for every single person playing. I challenge you to do that.
I challenge you to stop saying I like him because he's a good guy that I can drink a beer with. Stop saying that. Good guy stops for the fans, signs all their autographs. Does not matter. That's not the athlete part. That's the person part. So let's separate it all. Completely. And if you cannot make it the whole season doing that, then I challenge you to volunteer or speak with people or places that deal with sexual assault on the regular. I challenge you to speak with local lawyers who specialize in cases dealing with sexual assault. I challenge you to get to know survivors who are open enough to talk about their experience and what has happened to them as they have tried to go through civil and criminal court. I challenge you to understand that all athletes are human. All athletes will make mistakes. Some will do really bad things and some won't. I challenge you to lift up the ones who are both good on and off the field. I challenge you to allow people to grow as well. Everyone listening, allow people to grow. And allowing people to grow and loving them does not necessarily mean we have to give them the biggest contract ever. Allowing them to grow means challenging, challenging them and their team and their league to be better. I think it was Meredith who said on the That's What B Said podcast is it would be nice to see the Browns. It might've been, might've been Brie. One of, one of them was saying that it'd be nice to see the Browns to do something in those communities of people who are, who have been affected by sexual assault, not just say, but do. It would be nice to see Deshaun Watson go through some sort of counseling. Because even based on what was said by these women in Sports Illustrated, there are some issues there with lewd conduct. They're not okay. Lewd conduct is not okay. And I know people laugh about things that happen and, and make jokes and we wanna downplay that it's just showing off your penis. It's just ejaculating on your stomach in the middle of a massage. It's not, it's not okay especially when there's no consent involved. 
And so today I learned a lot. This week I learned a lot. And I have a feeling I will continue to learn a lot from this situation. The beauty of this situation is a little sad. <laughs> the beauty of the situation is knowing who I can and cannot trust, who I can and cannot be safe around. There is beauty in that knowledge. Even though the situation is bad, it's not good, it's not great, you can still find beauty in it. And like I said, that beauty is knowing where I am safe. That beauty is knowing who thinks like me or who's trying to be a better person or who will hold me accountable. Who will hold me accountable and help me be a better person? Those are the people you should surround yourself with. Those are the people I need to surround myself with. So thank you for joining me. I'm sorry it had a different tone. I'm not sorry. Let me, let me rephrase that. I am not sorry that this had a different tone. This is who I am. So I love you all. I do. Love means wanting the best for someone. Even if it means you have to tell them this isn't good. And sometimes you need space from the things you love and from the people you love. And that's what I'm doing. I will keep my eye on the Browns, see if they're growing. But I'm not going to be at games, I'm not going to watch. I don't even know if I'll be back with the NFL for a little bit. So I hope some of you understand where our side is coming from. I hope you can see that this is deeper and it hits really, really hard for a lot of people who have felt uncomfortable going and getting help for when they have been harmed. And the way the NFL team celebrated him, the way the Browns threw a contract at him, makes it that much harder for people who are sexually assaulted to want to reach out for help. Remember what I always say, be kind and love always.